distance, Moss Eisley Tower. We are tracking you. Head for Bay 35. Over. Copy that. Locked in for 35. Welcome to the Docking Bay 35 podcast. You're but a humble hanger out on the desert planet of Tatooine. 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 <coughs> Dantooine. Dantooine. I know, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to Transmission 5. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I think, I think, I think we're a podcast, Jared. Vinny, we've done Ben Hadhurses. Come wow. on. Don't even worry. We made Alrighty. it. Transmission 5 and on time. Like real podcasters. Wow. Well, I know. Yeah, it, it, it did seem a little hairy for a second. Uh, I'm so swamped right now. Work has been really busy. Um, Saber Guild has a show coming up, and every waking Big moment fist. is either working or practicing my saber fight and hoping to got the in front of a bunch of children. Oh, Sharon, I keep telling you, you look at yourself like you said the same <laughs> thing at like San Diego Comic Con, and look, you did amazing. Today's topic will be uh, episode six and seven of the Clone Wars. Uh, Sharon. What are we calling this? Are we going to call it the droid arc? But there's like an actual droid arc. The RX um, arc? You mean an R3 arc? The R3 Goldie arc. arc? Goldie Stubby arc. arc. Stubby arc. Stubby. There yeah. we go. Boom. Stubby arc. The um, arc in which Anakin <laughs> is um has clearly has attachment issues. Um and yeah, let's highlight it in season one. Thanks, George. Um, yeah, so that's season one. Let's highlight definitely. That's huge. I never noticed that, but yeah, uh, they definitely definitely show that Anakin is just like he can't let anything go, not even a droid. I'm, yeah, I mean, like it's obviously played for laughs, and it's like funny, and and we could definitely get into it. Like I, when I first watched this episode, I thought it was really funny, but, um, like, but sort of like thinking about it more, like it is, um, it is very disturbing how like intent Anakin is on getting R two back. Um, but yeah, but before we get really deep into that, let's let's do our icebreaker. So this episode heavily features um astromechs there's r2d2 and then there's r3s6 i think um and so vinny if you um uh, if you were a pilot boy what would your astromech be like um like what what model would they be um what would their personality be like and yeah um uh hmm. i do you enjoy the BB series? Like, oh, I guess like my droid would like act a lot like BB-8 because holy smokes, would I like care for that thing like my own child, like Poe does? Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah, hopefully, some sure. crazy old space wizard does it drop a tree on him or them? Um, yeah, I like <laughs> um. Yeah, I definitely love the BB series. Probably would be like a nice and happy uh, BB series, boy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Would you get it? Do you? Oh, I mean, you already actually have like a, a giant Spiro BB-8. I was <laughs> curious. Um, yeah, I, I was sort of curious, though, if you would get um, if you would get a BB unit from Galaxy's Edge. It, even though, like, I guess you already have, like, a bigger, be better BB unit. Um, maybe. It's just so I could, like, you know, like, give it a personality and make them mine. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe no, add some blasters to it. Oh, but that's <laughs> the thing, though. Like, the, the annoying thing is, is that I feel like the BB units are so complicated in terms of functionality. There's actually not that much that you can do at galaxy's edge to customize it like all the customization is totally in the classic like more r2 r5 vein which is sort of lame oh you have a point like 
Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you make a lot of sense there, too. Like, that's why I'm so torn, like, between, like, what I would want to get from there first. Like, Deviate units are so cute. But, like... They are very cute. Yeah, and, and like, the R2 series or R series is just so, like, interchangeable. Like, you could really customize a R2 or R series droid. Astrolite. Yeah, I... Re I remember going to a friend's house and they had both like the it was like a house where like they were a couple and like I think like one of them got like the the BB unit and the other one got like an R5 unit and I will say that like the the more classic Astromax drive a lot better like it's so much more intuitive <laughs> um whereas all like, terrain like, baby yeah like it just like makes a lot of sense like I definitely think um I've just never been to Galaxy's Edge and felt like I had enough expendable income to like drop money down for um, a droid, but and and not that I really necessarily need it. Um, but yeah, anyways, sorry to get to um, my wait, answer. Yeah. Well, oh, oh wait, sorry. Am I? Are you done? Is there? Is there no. more? Also, now I know we need to go save our uh, credits for a droid. Um, no, no, it's fine. Well, uh, we, I already got a lightsaber, so I guess you would have to make your own droid. Unless you yeah. also want a lightsaber. No, Vinny, Vinny, you don't need to buy me anything. It's fine. Um, I I can buy my own droid if I want to. Um, I just am too lazy to seek out those bounties at the moment, I think. You're right. But, um, They're not coming in as frequently as they used to. Yeah. Uh, man, Tatooine's really gone downhill ever since Jabba the Hutt died. But um, so just to get back to my answer, um, if I had an unlimited amount of credits, I never had to work like a bounty, and then we lived in our Andrew Yang fantasy of <laughs> uh, universal universal basic um, income, I would get like an R three series. Um, I wouldn't get. The, I wouldn't get Goldie for sure. Um, it definitely I really not like... Stubby. <laughs> yeah, definitely not Goldie. Definitely not Stubby, and definitely not R three S six. No, definitely um, not. Definitely not. No, but you know, one thing that I really like about the R three series is that um, they have like this clear dome, like, and I just think that that's so cool and like so chic, like the fact that you could sort of see their inner workings, like. I remember really, um, like, there's this one, um, you can see an R3 series in Rebels um, in the arc Ooh. that features, like, Hera meeting um, that Mon Cal Quarry who builds, like, who, who like, patented or built the um, the B-Wings. I remember that. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and the droid in the background, that's, like, an R3 series. Um, so and I just think that they're... They're really pretty, um, like they're really sleek. Technically, they have more processing power than an R2 unit. Obviously, <laughs> like R2D2 is like on his own level or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I just, um, I really like that kind of, um, that that kind of vibe where like it's it's like clear plexiglass, but like there's enough weathering where like everything's still faded, and so there's still like a little bit of mystery. Right. Um, it's kind of like the Game Boy Advanced. Oh of yeah. The yeah, you know what? It's just me going back to my um, early two thousands frosted plastic um, <laughs> aesthetic. It, that's that's exactly what it is. Such a good aesthetic, um, though. I, I, what color? What color Game Boy Advance did you have? Oh, I had. Um, oh, that's actually like weird because I had. I originally had um, like a blue. Ooh. Frosted Game Boy Advance, but then there was this boy that had like Pokemon Sapphire, and I had Pokemon Ruby, and so and he had like a pink Game Boy Advance, and so I think we switched so that we matched our Pokemon Aww, cartridges. That's so nice of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had the purple yeah. version. Oh, did you have the solid purple plastic one? Solid purple plastic one, yeah. Like the one that was like not a like you couldn't see through it. No, I had it, the one that you could see through it, and it was purple. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right. Um, so let's introduce the episode. So um, this podcast transmission um, is going to go through episode six and seven of the uh, Star Wars Clone Wars 3D animated TV show. Um, episode six is Downfall of a Droid. It's directed by Rob Coleman and written by George Christic. Uh, Christic. Um, fun fact. Christic. Uh, er- <laughs> <laughs> um, George K. Um, so, so, um, fun fact about the director of this episode, and I believe the next episode as well, Rob Coleman, apparently, um, before he did work on the Star Wars Clone Wars, he also did animation work for The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, um, and a lot of the work that he did was, um, doing rendering work for, uh, or digital work for, um, the CG Yoda, and- yeah, which I think is really interesting. Um, like, and and I'm curious to know. Um, and and I'm sort of yeah, I don't know. It's just like I'm sort of curious. Um, like to know how how he, how like his his view of things. Um, coming from like a more technical standpoint, like affected like how this episode was directed because this episode is a little weird. Um, um super weird. Down to the but, music. Down to the music. Oh, I really want to talk about the music. But um, but before we get to that, um, another fun fact about Rob Coleman, the director of this episode, is that um, he now does work for Lego, and so he's done. He's been. He's an animation director for the Lego Movie, Lego Batman, and Lego Ninjago. Um, which I think is it's sort of strange, but I mean, it's beautiful. Like, what else would he be doing? Lego Ninjago is number one. Um, oh, also, Bionicles, eventually. Probably. Anyways. Yeah, Apparently, anyway. his uh, brother owns a brewery. Yeah, so it, which I, it was on his Wikipedia page, and I don't really know what <laughs> to make of that. Besides the fact that I guess you can drink beer from the brother of a Star Wars director. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so before I get to the fortune cookie for this episode, do you want to get into our uh not non Star Wars fortune cookie for the day? Um, sure, let's do it. <laughs> um, just as bad as the other ones. Alright, cue the music. Put your unhappiness aside. Life is beautiful. Be happy. <laughs> it's just like. Your unhappiness. Yeah, be happy. Life is beautiful. Live, laugh, love. Such a. Such a shame. Like I, I feel like fortune, like fortune cookies, like so, like half of it is just shit. You're right. You're not wrong. Um, I don't know. It's a good one though. Uh, it's pretty funny. It's basically I, like, live, laugh, laugh, love, but L L L, but be put your unhappiness aside. I like that line. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna start using that. Put that oh, unhappiness okay. aside. Anyways, like a song by the oh. Black Eyed Peas that features Snoop Dogg, and it's called like "Be Happy." Ooh, I think you would it, like it. It is a really, it's if I were to like put a word to that song it would be comfortable like that's a very comforting song oh you've like actually listened to it i have it's in my playlist hey um yeah yeah um Uh, do you want to go well i'm gonna read the fortune cookie for the episode now hopefully this one makes a little more sense um Trust in your friends, and they'll have a reason to trust you. Alright, so to just summarize the episode real quick, um, in a starfight skirmish, Anakin loses R2-D2. Anakin and Ahsoka attempt to track down R2-D2 on a scavenger ship, only to come out empty-handed. Anakin ends up getting a replacement R3 unit that fails to meet Anakin's expectation and nearly um, kills him. Um, out of incompetence um, in separatist space. Um, 
Yeah. And then that's sort of how the episode ends, which is a strange one. But, but well, I, I remember watching this episode for the first time and just being like, what is this droid doing? It should be quicker and faster. I guess R2 is just that much better than this R2 series. Like, I was okay. Anakin in this episode where I'm just like, what is it? Get this shit droid off of my ship. <laughs> Yeah, no, I because I was about to ask you like if um if when you first watched this episode, um if you thought that Goldie was a spy on the onset. Oh no, I or... had no clue. Like this is way before that line where it's like never underestimate a droid. Like I didn't. I was just like, this droid sucks. Get it off this ship. Like jettison that thing into deep space. Gosh. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah, it yeah, it is sort of interesting. Like this idea of like never underestimating a droid, and that like in reality, Goldie is like really good at his job, but his job just isn't being an astromech. He makes a, a poor excuse for a light switch. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell Thanks. you what. Um, bring bring Star Wars back to its King of the Hill roots. Yes, Dave. Please, <laughs> we welcome you. We'll welcome it with open arms. I could be the new. I could be uh, the new Hank. <laughs> you, Vinny, me, I, I, Vinny can be the new Hank. Ah, <laughs> tell you what, get those Tuscan Raiders off my barbecue lawn. <laughs> oh snap! Where'd that come uh... from? <laughs> That's amazing. I love that so much. Aww. Bobby. Um. <laughs> Scoops. Did we get those Tuscan Raiders off our property? Oh snap! Stolas is gonna start talking purse. like Hank Hill. That's my purse. I don't know I you. Don't know you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We gotta get back on track. You're right. Okay, Let's so... start talking about the music. I'm going to okay, try and like, play a little bit in the background right here, just so you all hear what the heck we're talking about. So, like, this episode is really strange. We're, like, I, and and maybe, like, this is great because, like, we're re-watching, like, the entire, like, series. But, like, it, I just, it comes out from nowhere. It has, like, this techno, like, rock vibe. Like, there's, like, an electric guitar, and it's very off-brand. And oh, my I don't, God. Like, so I don't know. It's really, it's it's really jarring. I don't know how did you feel. I just I couldn't get over it. Like, they're like rewatching it. Like I guess when I was a kid, I could care less. Like I wasn't paying that close attention to the music. But like now that I'm an adult and like I love the music and like have like learned how to compose and write and like play different instruments. Like, wow. Whose stylistic choice was this? Like, it's yeah, I guess so different, and it threw me off. Like, we, I guess we heard a little bit of a preview in Rookies of, like, what the music sounds like in space. Yeah, but, like, it's just, like, and I'm just like, stop, <laughs> stop. And then the guitar comes in, and I'm just like, no, this isn't any better. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. I think like, and like, and I hate being like that kind of Star Wars fan that like nitpicks over like things that like aren't like. If this is not the original trilogy, then like why is this here? Like if it's not John Williams, like I like I don't want to say that like anything different is necessarily bad, but I think the whole point of music, I think, is to sort of make um make what you're like watching and like supplement it but in a way that's like almost subconscious and i think it just drew too much attention to itself to really um feel effective like it at most it felt distracting it um and at best or at best it was distracting and at most it it was confusing super confusing and i would never have like made that choice if i were like well, i don't know like John Williams did make a disco record with Star Wars, so, like, can't would, really complain too much. But I'd prefer that over what was going on in Season 1 of The Clone Wars. I I would be down for a disco a soundtrack behind, like, The Clone Wars. I think that that could work. 
like, oh, like, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's cool. Like, I could tell what they were trying to do, but it was just not working for me. And there's the tea. Yeah. There's the tea. I, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, um, maybe the mud jumpers of the two hundred and fourth, <laughs> or maybe the droid DJs were the ones that were. <laughs> That were that were trying to soundtrack this episode, and maybe we just broke their like tiny little DJ hearts. Sorry, sorry, but anyways, I I just wanted to address it because I felt like it it was something that I I needed to share and discuss with somebody, and I'm glad that you are also bothered by this as much as I am. Um, so I guess sort sorry, of like Kevin Kiner, to... but thank you, but not for this specific track yes yes um, so starting from the beginning of the episode um you can see like anakin and obi-wan sort of like having like an argument about um about battle plans and and it's sort of like interesting like i i really like how ahsoka like because and maybe i'm biased because um i watched sort of things out of order and when i saw like a younger season one ahsoka i always thought she was annoying but but really, she's she's rather um, mature um, in this arc. Like, she she spends a lot of time in this episode because she doesn't have that many lines. But when she does, a lot of it is mediating between Anakin and Obi Wan. Like, right? Um, like, hey, adults, chill for a second. Think of this from outside the box. Yeah. No. But like, not even like as. But like, not as forthcoming as that though. Like, like for example, like Obi Wan like keeps on insisting to Anakin that he should be more prudent and she and she like you know t tells Obi-Wan like or she she tells Anakin like sort of similar things um and like and has Obi-Wan's back when it comes to like being prudent and not always like rushing forward even though Obi-Wan doesn't even take that advice for himself sometimes <laughs> um and but but at the same time but at the same time it's not like she's always on Obi-Wan's side because later in the episode she like defends Anakin's point about um R2D2 um and and trying to defend R2D2 and like why Anakin wants to like sacrifice like so much in order to find him um, right and it, like in a way that like I I don't know like I I really appreciate that level of um maturity from her especially at such a young age um but like not just maturity though but like a kind of like emotional um intelligence that i think that i wonder like how much that like affected how anakin viewed things and how much of a hole it was when ahsoka wasn't there to be that person right um well i was yeah. just i just started rereading the um ahsoka book i say reread but I'm listening oh, the to the audiobook. Nice, yeah. I mean, whatever way to get, get more Star Wars inside of your body. Right, um, this is the easiest way. I do a lot of driving <laughs> for work, so it'll definitely be good. And time well spent. <laughs> Thank you, San Jose government. Um, yeah, well, anyway. yeah, you got it from the library. I mean, Tatooine government. Oh, like, <laughs> Tatooine government. Yeah, um, I'm so surprised that um, that there's so many audiobooks that you could get for free at your local library. Um, oh, there's a crazy amount. Like, I had to just join, like, this server called uh, Overdrive or something like that. And, uh, yeah, like, I now have access to, like, <laughs> a library of books. Audiobooks. Yeah, and a lot of and Star Wars does a pretty good job of, like, um, I feel like Star Wars does a really good job of, like, producing its, um, its audiobooks, like, oh, like definitely. all the, like, all the they music. They got their sound effects and everything on point, like, the music. Uh, more yeah. to my point, I was, I was trying to point out that, like, in the book, mm -hmm. Ahsoka's, like, um, uh, she's talking to herself, and, like, I could tell, like, or it, it just mentions, like, when you spend so much time with, like, an astromech droid, and you like talk to it. Like when the droid's gone, you're still gonna try try and talk to it, kind of like a doggo, or like a little friend. Oh, oh. Well, anyways, um, back to the episode, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Oh, another thing that I noticed. Um. So in the beginning of the episode, um, Gold Squadron comes back out again. 
But instead of Y-Wing bombers, they're now in, like, V-19 Torrent interceptors. Um, Fancy. Which, oh, like, it, it's it's so weird, because I'm so used to, like, every pilot just having one ship. And I realize the reason why I think like that is because, like, I'm so used to, like, the um, the Rebellion or the Resistance that, like, is so underfunded. Um, <laughs> right. Whereas, whereas here, like, um, like Anakin and the Jedi have the backing of like the entire like Galactic Senate and like the like the and basically taxpayer money, so like like they could have like a squadron and have a choice between like Y wings and B nineteens um, and and probably other things too. Um, and I, and I also really but yeah I don't know like it it's it's sort of jarring to me um, switching from like rebels or um or from like the sequel trilogy like into like here where everything is like expensive and new and clean oh i know and shiny um yeah i just love the fact that like there's options you're right and uh it's cool that like these pilots are just trained in one classification of uh ship they could move from uh anything in the fleet if they wanted to I know. Though I, I, I literally, wait, sorry, were you going to say something? No, not really. Oh. I was just going to point out that uh, the whole scheme that Anakin and Rex come up with is pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. This, like, whole scheme of, um, do you want to, uh, do you want to explain how it goes in the episode? Well, uh, well, uh, Obi-Wan's initial message to Anakin and Ahsoka at the beginning is uh, to let them know, like, hey, Grievous is, like, on his way, and they're going to outgun you uh, because they just have a lot more ships than Anakin's battalion, or Anakin's fleet. And um, Anakin and Rex come up with this idea that uh, the AT... The ATTEs they uh have magnetic clamping feet as well as being like airtight, so they could send them out into deep space and uh, hopefully open fire on some clanker ships. I I like love how like dumb this plan is because like Grievous <laughs> like literally came at literally any other trajectory. Like what would have happened if they were like off by like five asteroids? You know what I mean? Oh, right. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, the whole reason they came through that trajectory is because it's an asteroid field, and Anakin no, I mean, like, an asteroid had to field, probably like, clear really it large. out. Right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know he probably used the Force. Um, yeah, I wonder how many, like, re- like I wonder, like, how, how many times, like, Rex just... Wakes up, brushes his teeth, gets ready for the day, and Anakin's just like, I want you to magnetically clamp yourself to an asteroid and um, hope to God that a ship stops by and shoot it down. And he's um, just like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Rex so much. He, he deals with a lot and tolerates so much. Um, yeah, I um Grievous' ship looks really cool in this. Like obviously it's not the malevolence, but um I, I Yeah, that gone. I couldn't Yeah, I couldn't figure out um what kind of ship it was. But like it has but I really like the look of it. Like it it has like all these paneling and like um uh, each panel like doesn't really line up quite right at like the the center of it. Right. So it sort of looks like a thermal detonator and it's funny cuz like you know it explodes. And... <laughs> Like, just like a thermal detonator. <laughs> yes, who do all the other ones? All too easy, Anakin basically says. It's like uh, poetry. It it's rhymes. like poetry. It rhymes. I think Anakin's poetry. line is actually like uh, something along the lines of, oh, this is too easy. So it's like a combination. It's poetry. It rhymes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um... I love how, like, as the ship is exploding, um, Grievous literally sprints out of there, takes, like, a ship, and, like, leaves all the droids in there to die. He's so, he's so 
He's so bad. Somebody please call OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a good boss. He's so horrible boss. He's worse than Tarkin and Darth Vader. Yeah, like somehow he ex like he loses his entire fleet, uh, but somehow gets Anakin in a starfighter um, accident. Or, or not an accident. Like somehow I guess he shoots down Anakin. Well, technically, another droid shot down Anakin, and when they damaged him, and then R2 couldn't fix it. Well, uh, okay. R2, Anakin was just kind of like, hey, R2, see if you could do something. R2's just like, nah, dog, this is busted. <laughs> <laughs> I know, poor Astromax, they deal with so much. Um... Anakin, uh, Anakin Starth a Starf Darth Vader. Anakin Starfighter is like, wrecked and like i i don't know like it looked like it was already on fire when he was chasing um chasing grievous and like he was already asking r2 like to boost the power as is so like yeah perhaps it was, it was inevitable but regardless somehow he gets he he gets um he gets crushed um and and he like ends up in the med bay. Apparently, Rex had rec rescued him, and he's getting treated by this medical droid. Um, it's I think it's like so funny. Like the lighting is so blown out um, <laughs> that it it like almost looks like a soap opera. Oh, it's just like he like he wakes up from God. his coma and he's all like, Where, <laughs> "Where's where's my boy? Where where's is my he? Boy? And, and Rex and Ahsoka are just like he's gone, and he's just like. No. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I there I tonally this episode is is sort of confusing, but on paper it's it's great. Um well, like I don't know, Anakin and R2's relationship like it seems to be like he loves that droid. But I'm trying to like work out why he loves that droid. Does he love yeah. the droid because he loves the droid, or like does he love the droid because it was like a gift from Patamame? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, is it because he loves flying and he associates like R two with like his his ships and flying? Um, like, and and like it's like it's really strange because like he's he's overly affectionate to the point where it's like really um, like. It it I don't I wouldn't say that it isn't out of character for Anakin, um, but it's it's in a way that's like sort of strange and obnoxious in the same way that like a child would lose like their dog kind of thing where it's like sort of one tracked and and sort of insensitive to like everyone else's needs like I mean um, just like Nala say said Nala say said not not taking lives you lost lightly you know. Well, I don't know. I think um, Nalase goes. General Skywalker, I wanted to thank you for their violent effort today. Do not take the <laughs> life you saved lightly. Yeah, yeah. And Anakin's all like, but also don't take the lives I've lost lightly either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly that. It's like this idea that like Anakin has like these severe separation issues that like easily could like like that he has like this like I don't know, yeah, like he, he can't he can't um deal with the fact that like if he loses somebody in his life, um that like maybe he's like equating it to his mom. Shmi, right. Um... Well, he just can't lose. Well, I don't know. Like the Jedi are also just kind of like, uh, yeah. So you know, you lost something, but like, drop it. Yeah, I guess he's also not going to a space therapist either about it. Like he's just—he's not even given like enough equipment to like deal with the loss, and so he just takes it in a way that like is really that—that that is dumb. And, like, and it's sort of frustrating because, like, he's, Anakin is right to, um, to try and chase after R2, but only because the episode sort of deems it so. Um, and also, I guess, because, like, you know, R2 is, like, a cool character and he, he we want to keep him around. 
Um, I mean, we see him in episode four, so at no point was I actually worried he was going to die. But <laughs> Yeah, no, but like, um, but just, but it like bothers me because like, I feel like if it was literally any other situation, like Obi-Wan and Ahsoka are right to think that he should move on. Um, but it's just like... It's the Jedi way. Even that Obi-Wan's just like... <laughs> like, like he's Obi-Wan, just like Obi-Wan's just like, like yo if, yeah he's frustrated because like he's probably had to have this conversation with Anakin many times where he's just like you know it's forbidden for a Jedi to form attachments so like hey friendly reminder stop it also yeah. I'm very angry that you never wiped R2-D2's mind like I, I forgot how angry Obi-Wan gets in this episode. Yeah, no. And and honestly, I was angry at Anakin too, because, like, the way that, like, he just sort of was just like, well, I don't care what anybody else feels or thinks. Like, I'm gonna go on a suicide mission, and <laughs> you're just gonna have to deal with it because I lost my dog. I um, lost him, but I know where he is, and I'm gonna find him. <laughs> but I don't know exactly, but I know he's, like, west. <laughs> A I'm cardinal just, direction. I'm a hike out <laughs> west, and I'm gonna find him. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm but, gonna but hop guess, on like... this dewback. I'm gonna find our space dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna comb through the entire desert of Tatooine. Oh, God, um. Yeah. 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 Though I mean, like, but I feel complicated about like how Obi Wan is mad at Anakin because I think on at some end too, Obi Wan is also sort of. Like, not that he's, like, a jerk, but that he's, like, racist against droids. <laughs> I mean, they are in a war against droids, but I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. R2 it... did nothing wrong. R2 saved your skin more than one time, Obi-Wan. What the heck? I don't know, because I always think back to, like, episode four where Obi-Wan's just, like, I've never seen this droid. Like, he just thinks of, like, some... <laughs> I've never met this unit. man in my life. <laughs> um, like... Or, or like in the deleted scenes of Episode Three, where like Anakin's like speaking droid, and Obi Wan's just like, "What is going on with oh you?" Oh my god, I forgot kind about that deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like, "Is that?" But like Obi Wan just like looks like he's like you and McGregor looks like he's like afraid. He's so done. Boy. Um. No. Yeah. So like, I don't know, because like, on one end, like I I I I agree that Anakin like is right to feel like he actually lost somebody that's like real, because like I think droids have enough sentience to be considered their own people or like at least have some kind of rights like i think l3 is right but on the other end of things like there are many other people that are on his ship and he's being so selfish in like endangering everyone um because he can't seem to let go of his astromech um but but it but i think you're totally right in thinking that like it's it's really complicated because like so many things are entrenched with r2 it's like um just like with Pat, like with his relationship with Padme through R2, um, again, like flying and like also just his love of droids in general. Like, there's a reason why. He, right, like, he's a tinkerer. He's always loved yeah. working on these little, little tiny little droid boys. Yeah. So I, but I think it's like interesting to think about it because I feel like it's it's um it's really cool to think of like this episode in this sense because i think you could you could easily write this off as just like a filler um and that it's it's not um and that it's it is sort of silly but i I think it says a lot about anakin without ever being very direct about it um but anyways i i feel like we've gone a lot um we spent a lot of time on r2 and i'm sure we're we're really far into the podcast Um, oh good well it's time to move on to Everyone's favorite, Goldie. Just kidding. R3S6, also known as, or more commonly remembered as, Stubby. Thanks, Anakin. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I definitely did not see this 
little astromech become a spy, but like it was kind of cool because I never thought of that ever being a possibility. Mm-hmm. But like I always thought of it like happening, but I never thought like Star Wars would do it. So as a kid, this definitely like blew my mind. I was like, oh, <laughs> spy droid. Everybody should do this. I mean, in the theory, um, we see C-3PO and R2-D2 do this in uh, Rebels, where R2 is most definitely a spy, and then uh, C-3PO is kind of like a Kaz. Yeah, no, and it, it's sort of interesting, too, because, um, like, and sort of to get back to, like, what I was saying about, like, how droids weirdly are like seen as objects and not as like sentient beings um and so like it sort of gives me the vibe that um that like with not having rights and being seen as objects you also have the ability to sort of blend into the background oh like i remember in rebels um do you remember that one episode of rebels where it's like it's a long way to alderaan and like Ezra that's the episode and yeah yes. Ezra and Sabine, they're like going around trying to find like who the spy is and it turns out the spy was a gonk droid oh it should yeah. have been a plunk droid but yes i it love should have been a plunk droid. <laughs> i mean i like gonk droid. i like plunk droids because i like gonk droids um but bigger but, but yeah no um i i yeah like so it, it makes a lot of sense in the same way that like a lot of like women are considered spies it's like the same vibe of like just um people don't think of what you're capable of or that you have like more thoughts than than what you just say and so yeah yeah yeah. it makes a lot of sense to me that um the droids are a spy but also i guess i have the power of hindsight that you didn't have as a child um yeah but... i mean i it's cool to have rewatched it but like i kind of remember i kind of for so it was hard remembering everything that happens in the Clone Wars because it's been so long since I've oh, rewatched sure. it. And yeah. um, I completely forgot about the droid being a spy. So rewatching it, I was just like, no. And then I remembered <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this little shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, maybe I just watched it, like, because I, I remember watching it, like, in 2015 and, and, and I distinctly remember it. And so I I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess we just came from different viewpoints. Um, fun fact about Goldie, um, he's actually, his color scheme is based off the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I um, think I guess... it's the Pittsburgh Penguins, the hockey team. Oh, the Penguins. I don't know sports teams, but Dave it's Filoni okay. Likes... They beat the Sharks once. I tip my hat to you, Filoni. Good luck I this mean... year. I mean, like, this this droid turned out to be a fucking spy and, like, nearly killed Anakin Skywalker, so, I mean, I, uh... <laughs> what is this really saying about the penguins, Vinny? Uh, um, well, well, they beat out the sharks again. My heart is still broken because they haven't you... made it that far since. You say this, but the sharks are closer in color scheme to R2-D2. I think, I think they're gonna, at the end, in the end, they're gonna mm. wave the Pittsburgh penguins by a like by one rope and they're gonna like cup douse them in oil and set them on fire and then cut the rope with their saw. Oh snap. <laughs> oh snap. Anyways. We're but a humble hanger here on the desert planet <laughs> of Tatooine. And San Jose Sharks fans. Um, oh yeah, uh sorry, the business might as well do it forty minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Email us in. anytime at DockyBay35 at gmail.com. You could also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DockingBay35. Any hoosers. Yeah, get that business. I did it. I'm getting better. I'm going to get better at remembering to do that at the beginning of the episode. Whoops. Or or we could do it at the end. It's whatever. Whatever. Um, Anyways, so... um, Okay, so so anyways, Anakin and Obi-Wan, they have a fight again about um, the fact that R2-D2 is gone. Anakin and Ahsoka decide to... I still can't believe like that they're still using that Corellian like, space van uh, from space the Clone van. Wars movie. Like, like they, they have this Junker space van, and like 
like and this goes back it's like especially frustrating because like it goes back to the part where um we just said that like the republic is super rich um, right like they could totally the republic get the republic is super rich why a YT-1930 if they wanted to but we needed to do space fan because it's low key, you know. And then uh, that's true. Yeah. It probably mm-hmm. isn't on like the Republic uh, database, and it's a super like probably's never gotten smogged before or like <laughs> registered or had an oil change. Yeah, um... that's like a seventy dollar ticket, Sharon. <laughs> oh, oh. I know. I'm in space parking enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just a good ship. Like it even has like a uh, a porthole. Yeah, I guess it has like a blaster. It's um, it's interesting. Uh, and also like I, it's it, I'm mad that I didn't notice that it was also in the Malevolence art too. Like that that's the ship that they used to find Plo Koon because I guess that was like a ship that they could yeah I think it follows them all the way through to the lawless arc and then obi-wan accidentally <laughs> gets it blown up yeah it blows up on mandalore at least it's buried on mandalore you know <laughs> the Viking funeral. it did wow. oh um uh, so well they're in the ship and uh <laughs> they take off to hopefully look for uh r2d2 and or anakin's ship and they find it and it's empty and uh they're found by some junker named ganacht ganacht oh sharon i don't know is that close i i can't tell i anyways that character the junker is voiced by ron perlman He's Hellboy. Hellboy. Yes. Oh, you owe me a soda. Actually. Uh, you owe you a spotchka. Um. Oh yeah, you owe me a spotchka. Um, um. Yeah, I like. I was re-watching the episode and I heard it and I was like, no, because I didn't know. Like I don't. I didn't know Ron Perlman like did this episode of the Clone Wars so many years ago. So like I rewatched it. I was like, it sounded very familiar. It gave me um. Oh, what's that character from um? Pacific Rim, the character for Pacific oh, Rim. Like I was getting right. vibes, like those vibes from this guy. I was oh. like, it's not. And then I, I, I uh, googled it, and it turned out to be Ron Perlman. I got super excited and texted you right away. Yeah, and I was just like, who? What? Who did the huh? Huh? Ron Perlman <laughs> played Bosk. That's nice. Uh, I, I completely it just was not on my radar at all like I watched the same episode as you and I was just like okay sounds like a Trandoshan I guess is that really a trans- what a fat Trandoshan looks like okay because <laughs> um, like oh my god he's ugly he's so and ugly smelly apparently yeah smelly like he farts um, <laughs> and like but, like, it's, like, he, I don't know, like, everything about him is gross. His personality is gross. His vibe is gross. And, like, um, man, like, he and Bosk are from the same race. Like, like Bosk must be, like, the most attractive Trandoshan ever because he looks, like, his face <laughs> is symmetrical and... He's a and tall like, you know, boy. Tall and, like... Doesn't and fart. Beefy. Not even once. Yeah, like, Bosk, Wow. Wow, so it's kind of like uh, when we went to uh, Toydaria and we're like, oof. <laughs> yeah, oof, what's wrong with Watto? It's the what same is vibe. wrong with Watto? <laughs> so uh, say... Sorry, oh, yeah? continue. Sorry. Oh, no. Um, so, like, but one thing that is sort of nice is is, is to see that, like, there are transitions of different sizes and um and body shapes so it's sort of it's oh sort sure of, what are we um, doing we're we're body shaving i feel so yeah. bad <laughs> we're body shaving <laughs> we're um, body shaving we're oh, <laughs> this yeah, poor trendoshin no but watch I, us I think... we just lost our whole transition like trendoshin uh fan base oh yeah they're just like every everyone only talks about boss they don't talk about like ron perlman trendoshin Ga knocked. Ga knocked. 
<laughs> I'll we'll just call him Ron Perlman from now on. But like Ron Perlman, like I don't know, it it bothers me though that like when they decide to do a character that's like bigger and doesn't look like conventionally attractive, but they also make them evil and nasty and far and reinforce this idea that like you know having a big body equates to being to all those other like nasty things so it, i don't know it's um like i i i wasn't that super stoked about him as a character i think like well it's cool to see like different transitions but um but he's sort of a jerk i mean it was cool to see like i think him and his ship like are the character um yeah, like yeah. his ship. I don't know the classification. I'm sorry. Sorry for everything. Um, but no. anyways, like uh, sorry we get everything. to see like all his treasure or some of his treasures that he's found and scavenged throughout the war, and um, apparently it smells in there. Uh, one of the treasures that are on board are IG eighty six units. Yeah. Oh, and like, and so, um, so Goldie like goes in and he like. Beep boop, beep boop, and he's like supposed to open the door, but because he's a spy, he just um is like, I'm gonna unleash these assassins on them. Yeah, no um, problem. NBD. NBD. Um, I, yeah, it was really cool to see other IG units. Um, you know, sort of looking like they they shoot and like they jump around. Um, which which you can't really see. Uh, I can't imagine like um IG eleven jumping around and also being that good of a marksman. Um, so, yeah, like, it, like, there's, like, a cool action scene, it was supplemented by unnecessary techno music, but it's fine, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool to see them, and to, to see more IGs doing cool things. They ain't no IG-11, though. They, they don't care for a spot of Spotchka. No, or tea, so... I'm glad they were wiped out by Anakin and Ahsoka with no problem. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, Ahsoka calls Anakin Gramps at some point, and I love it. Yeah, I love it too. What a brat. <laughs> um, you see where I get it from? Ha ha, I am the brat. You're not a brat, boo. I love <laughs> You're right, I'm too sweet. You're too sweet. You're like, um... Uh, anyways, so, like, R3 continues to intentionally suck, and, like, Anakin gets to a point where, like, he really freaks out, and he's just like, like, R2 would never do that, like, R2 would never unleash, like, assassins on us, um, which right. I think is funny. And then he, like, threatens the guy, like, where is R2? Oh, yeah, he has a real Darth Vader moment for that. Oh, um, yeah, the dark side was strong. Triggered by the loss of his dog, um... But I, you know, like, it makes me wonder, though, like, if R3 wasn't as, like, a, wasn't so obviously terrible, like, and actively trying to get Anakin pissed off, like, if, if Anakin would have tried so hard to find R2, uh, like, it, that's sort of a dumb question, because of course he would find R2, but, um, but I think, I feel like because R3 was such a jerk, like, Anakin just used every single ounce of his being to try and find R2 um, out of spite. I, um, this droid is alive, and I know it! <laughs> uh, no, yeah, <laughs> like, the Force with droids, I don't know, apparently it abides in all living things, and in theory, they have chips that make them seem like they're living, and or I mean, like the motivators. What is a motivator? Is that is that powered by force juice? No, I don't think that they put midichlorians in like in like uh, chips or whatever. Like I don't know. Like the, but uh, but I think like yeah. Like I've always been confused by that because I feel like the droids must run through everything. Like if it, if the force is in a rock, then it must be in like a droid. But at the same time, like feeling something in the force, like it seems like. A living thing. Is it like the Matrix? Is know. the Force like the Matrix, where Neo can like see the ones and zeros through like walls or something? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're not. Maybe we're not thinking about the Force right. But anyway, I guess Anakin <laughs> taps into the Matrix um, and can sense 
that um, Archie was somewhere, but but for some, but I guess like they threaten him, but end up just getting frustrated and leaving. And it Schnickums. sucks because apparently R2 was there. Yeah. And then R2 could tell that Anakin was there and is like being R2 about it and trying to escape his own dang self. I know. I'm so surprised that he was able to pry off like the restraining bolt off of himself. I Can know. Can you imagine the like struggle? Like the restraining bolts are supposed to cut out like the motivator. Like it's supposed to make them more uh subservient. And like wow. the fact that this R2 unit was able to like wiggle his way to get it off twice. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and like um yeah, it like and also like brings up the question because I know that like ever eventually Ron Perlman um ends up like electrocuting him multiple times, like and like uh, R2 does this like screechy thing where like you think that he's really experiencing pain. I know. Um, oh my yeah. gosh. Like he's hurting. He probably does droids probably do experience pain. Like, do you remember that one Why scene from Java's Palace? Oh yeah, where like the gong droid is getting tickled torture. I know. Tickled torture. I mean, whoa. <laughs> they, like, they like tickle the bottom of his feet and then like No, they used hot irons, Sharon. <laughs> they tickle his feet. <laughs> and then he's like, No, no, no Oh, those poor Why did they program them to feel pain? Why was they programmed to feel pain? Oh, <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, no. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, we're an hour Anakin... in. Oh, God. Oh, you, we really have to... You, I, I'm sorry, you have to be the one to do some, some editing magic for me. But in any case, um... Or, hey, Vinny, why don't we just end the episode? Uh... <laughs> Um, wow, we're gonna really do this? We're gonna leave people hanging on the droid on Goldiark? Yeah, why not? We're wow, a we did we it. We talked want. a whole hour about this one episode. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, now we have it. to draw ourselves back in. Is that great? I, Fantastic. I'm, I'm having fun. Are you having fun? I'm having a good time. I'm gonna add yeah. so many sound effects. Oh yeah. Anyways, um, so like the end of the episode is mostly just Anakin being frustrated as he has to just deal with the fact that R three exists, um, and is making his life actively miserable. Um, he disables like his hyperdrive. He disables his ship controls, and it's just like I don't, I don't, uh, I, don't I just can't. Ah, uh, this is uh, totally not a trap. Ah, oh, God, I'm so overwhelmed. Um, is the are uh, those missiles? <laughs> I just love um, the fact that like in the face of death, R three or Goldie was just like. All right, all right, all right, all right. Whoa, those are too close. And then he activates the guns. Yeah, I know he's like enough of a coward to to shoot against his own thing if it means that he's like alive. Like I mean, a, like dude, Sharon, Shawan. What? Grievous could have totally taken out Anakin Skywalker then and there had R three just like let it happen. Well, I mean, but also Rex and Ahsoka were there too. Like they also helped. Um, True, but like the ship is just floating in the middle of space with six missiles firing at it. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, that, that, that's tons. R three could have killed Anakin Skywalker, and then, um, and then a noble God. sacrifice. And like the whole. Got to like, stop thinking like a tactician. We we end at just episode two. Yeah. Sure. Ah, um, oh, like okay, and so like Anakin gets chased by um, Vulture class droid starfighters. I love these ships. I love these ships so much. They're so I love cool. Them. And they make cute noises. They're even cuter than the uh, B one series. Yeah, you like you like the Vulture. Yeah, um, like do you hear the noises they make? They're like. Wah! Wah! Kind of like Jabba's. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they have like that like kind of like oh yeah they do sound like jawas you're right mm-hmm. um i just like their little limbs like i love how like their feet <laughs> are like rounded and that they can like twist around like I, they give me the same vibe as like transformers you know oh my gosh they're like, totally like, transformers they're, <laughs> they're all starscream i was gonna say space transformers that i remembered oh wait Cybertron's <laughs> like, so it's not on this planet in um, space. Like real yeah. space transformers. Yeah, Oops. yeah, yeah. Um, that's okay. But yeah, I I love these ships. Anyways, they I guess they, I like how you said don't... limbs, but it's like their wings. <laughs> their, the their wing limbs. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, they're they're really cool. I always like seeing them. I'm glad that they were in this episode. Um, even if they I think get exploded. Um. Ahsoka and Rex um, sort of do like a red versus blue Sarge moment where um, they bring up the warthog and they're just like, get in and get in the um, chupa thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love um, I love I love how Ahsoka does some like some stylish flying herself. She like flies in between like the wings. I know she's uh, like, we're going to go right through them and then scratches it (laughs) a little bit and like she is learning from Anakin. Oh, totally. (laughs) And I love. I feel like Rex is like. I feel like Rex is like in, in like the. um, I was gonna say the Wookiee chair. Um, in the co-pilot seat, and he's just like clenching his butt so hard. Chair, chair. The nerve. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like when we go when we go to Galaxy's Edge, sometimes I have to remember like, oh, that's the Wookiee chair. Vinny doesn't want to sit there. He wants to sit in the big boy chair. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I've had one really good run. I like I know <laughs> I could get a perfect run where I get three a uh, containers of um coaxium. Like I, I know. know it. I have it. I have it. I could do it. I know I can. Smuggler's run. Smuggler's run is really I just hard. need to not have some snot nosed kid <laughs> as my gunny and or engineer. Yeah, I it's it's so just I kidding. So I don't like that. Like, but for reals, I have a fun time every time. Uh, yeah, I, you can have a fun time, but like, I I agree. Like, it's it's really hard to enjoy yourself in so much of when there's like clearly like the best run, and you can only do it not just by your own merits, by by the merits of like these strangers that are with you. Um, and it's like hard not to be mad at them because they're having a good time, but at the same time you like want to win so bad. No, I understand. I understand. And maybe we could, maybe we could do an episode about Galaxy's Edge that's just Galaxy's Edge. Ooh, yeah. You know. I mean, we are going and... to Galaxy's Edge this weekend. Oh my God, my butt is clenched so hard. I really hope we could get into Rise of the Resistance, but this whole lottery system is like giving me diarrhea. Oh my gosh, why is it so complicated? Like, you have to get a boarding party, and if you don't get, like, between 1 and 80, you're going to be there till like, the 2nd century. The, yeah, I mean, the 22nd right. century. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. I, yeah, I mean, I, I understand, because, like, otherwise it would just be... It would be chaos, and it, it's nice that, like, you know by, like, the end of... Like, by, like, the morning if you get in or not, um... As long as you're not in like the, uh, as long as you're not in like the, um, what is it, the purgatory stage of being like ninety. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, this all to say, Anakin's mad that he lost R two. We're <laughs> trying to get back to the episode. Um, and get reeling it back in here. Anakin's mad about r3 and he just wants r2 back and that's the yeah at that point i've been like this is not my droid there's something wrong with this droid it's defective please get me new droid (laughs) again genocide it to space i'm i'm so surprised that anakin just didn't throw him out into like orbit i mean Um, he's he had to keep himself calm you know for the children for the children i know so like uh, i'm so mad because like ahsoka seems annoying in this episode at in like the onset because like she keeps on defending this like awful droid but if like you in know any what, other though? situation this is, like, she would have is... been right no you're 100 percent correct and like i remember like adult fans talking to i a, a child 
who was enjoying the Clone Wars. Um, and then them being like, yeah, I just, I can't get attached to this Ahsoka character. And I was like, I don't know why. Like, she's great. Like, she's basically a teenage kid. Like, the, the same, like, not the same age as I was when I was watching this. But, like, I kind of, like, grew up with Ahsoka. So, like, you really well, see. I mean, like, but, like, it's not like, um, because I feel like when people say, like, oh, like, it's cool because she's, like, a teenager. <clears throat> like, they're saying that, like, you know, she's she has faults and that she's, like, struggling to get by and that like you have to sort of learn to like her in the way that you like you know like a like a child that's that's stupid but she's not stupid like i think not she's at all. really actually smart and really she's clever in this episode um like she, she spent most of her life like in the temple like anakin can't say that he doesn't know all the history he didn't read all the sacred texts <laughs> the sacred texts no yeah but i mean like more more that like ahsoka is like she really um like for example like she has like a lot more maturity in this episode than anakin does um like she has the maturity to sort of like facilitate between like anakin and obi-wan and to like see both of their points and like to come out of it like with her own opinion kind of thing right. and like it's just frustrating because like the narrative tells her that she's wrong because um apparently r3 is a spy she doesn't know that. She's just. Like, I can tell, like, to, oh, at the end she's, of the like, next trying episode. Trying to give a droid like, a, like keep his job and his life. Yeah, like this, this uh, poor, this poor droid boy won't will be left out in the cold if we don't take him in. I know, and like if she she like uh, like in any other if it was literally any other droid, she would have been right. But instead, um, no. Yeah, this one time, and I don't know. I don't think Anakin holds it against her. Like, oh, definitely. Later not. this I season, mean... like you definitely see, like Anakin's trust for Ahsoka definitely just grows. Oh, for sure. And yeah, I mean, maybe that's you're totally right there. Like, maybe it is just more a matter of um, of knowing that, like, regardless of how it seems to come off, that Anakin can see through. Um, and see that like Ahsoka is like a, just like a great person and 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 somebody that can help him as much as she he is sort of helping her. Right. And I say sort of because I mean, what kind of teacher teaches like their kid like how to fly through the wings of like a separatist ship and just scrape the bottom? Or you know like teaches them how to smuggle spice if they really needed to through the <laughs> yeah. Balmora run. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, teach them, like, hey, this is how you get in trouble with the Jedi Council, but not, like, get kicked out. Oh my god. <laughs> Which apparently doesn't matter, because she just uh, does end up getting kicked out once. Well, but yeah. let's blow up this taco stand. <laughs> yeah, okay. Everyone else, stay tuned for the next episode where we go through the second half of this. But until then, um, this is the way. Oya, Oya. Oya, Oya. Spotchka and some moof milk. Oh, let's make a cocktail. It's moof milky. Uh, Banta Spotchka. Oh. Ban Banchka. I have spoken. Copy that. Locked in for three five.